This is a strange text for us, isn't it? It's one of those parts of the Bible that couldn't be further away from our own lives. Two old people in a temple, a temple that no longer exists. Two young people bringing their baby in some ancient ritual that had gone on for more than 600 years. We could just read it as a slice of history, and it's interesting for that. Um, We could read it as, if you like, a press release by the author of the Gospel of Luke, for whom it's really important that Jesus be seen as a good Jew, coming from a good Jewish family. Because as the Christian church, as we began to be known much, much later, began to grow, there were questions about whether they were really a part of the Jewish community or not, and eventually they were thrown out of the synagogues and seen as heretics. So it's really important to establish that Jesus was a Jew, so we could just read it as a press release. But I reckon what we're looking at here is the study in wisdom, in what wisdom is. Because you see, Simeon and Anna are not just two old people. We, we assume that Simeon is old, but we don't know for sure. They're not just two old people with nothing better to do than to hang around in church all day. First of all, this is not a church. It's the temple in Jerusalem. The temple in Jerusalem was the centre of all of Jewish life. In our terms, it would be like combining a national cathedral with the High Court of Australia, with the Parliament of Australia, with the National Gallery, the National Library, the Reserve Bank, the Stock Exchange and the National Broadcaster. It was the centre of everything. Everything that emanated about being Jewish came from this place. There was no split between religion and politics in the way we think about it. All of it was one, and this was the centre of it. So we have two people at the centre of their culture. Two old people at the centre of their culture. Because wisdom and age are related, as we, at least we hope, since we're all getting older, that's our only choice except to not be alive. We know that age sometimes attracts wisdom, not always, not as much as we would like. And we know that youth and wisdom don't tend to go together. You have to have lived some to be able to turn knowledge into wisdom. So these are two old people at the centre of their culture. They're not retired from life. They're engaged in it. They're not going on and on about how it was all so much better in the old days. They're not going on about how young people have no respect, which we sometimes hear. They're active, engaged in their culture and making sense of it. And in fact, continuing to make it. Their presence in the temple is their presence in the middle of everything. And wisdom, of course, is trying to figure out what to do with what we know from the past, what we know in the present, and how it might make sense to us and be useful in the future. Mary and Joseph come to the temple, come to the centre of their whole world, seeking wisdom. They know there's a ritual. They know that after 40 days, the firstborn child must be brought to the temple to be dedicated to God. 
It's a part of who they are. It's a part of their culture. They're on a traditional pilgrimage. It would have been a pilgrimage just to get to the building itself. But they're on a much deeper pilgrimage than that. They're on a pilgrimage from the small and the domestic. If any of you have had children and you can remember back to when those children were very small, everything focused around those first few days, those first few months. Particularly if it's your firstborn, you don't know how to do it. And in fact, you never know how to do it because if you have another one, they're a different person. And once you've figured out how to be the parent of a newborn, you've got a toddler and you have to figure that out. So it's a constant learning and it's always focused in all the time on the mother and the baby and that's the way it's supposed to be. But there's a ritual pilgrimage that these people undertake to take from the domestic into the big world, into the huge temple uh, and into the big world of the, of the culture in which they lived. They go from the small and the domestic to the universal, the large and the cosmic. Jesus, it turns out, was not their child. He was the chi- a child of the universe, if you remember back to the old poem by Max Ehrman, De- uh, Desiderata, that came, became very famous in the 60s, even though he wrote it back in the 20s. A child of the universe. The earth is the Lord's and all it contains. The psalm says, and that they would have repeated over and over again. It turns out that none of us are owned by our parents. Our parents' job is to release us into the world as well prepared as we can be. So the ritual does the work of taking from the domestic into the big culture of the world. We, we don't have these rituals. We're so atomised and individualised as a culture that we don't know how to do these things. And, and of course individualism is a good thing. It's given us so much, but we've lost so much as well by losing how to be a culture. There's the old African proverb that Hillary Clinton made famous. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a whole community. Our First Nations peoples in Australia understand this. If you know any First Nations people and engage with people Uh, indigenous in Australia they will often talk about auntie and uncle and it's a sign of respect to call someone uncle uh, and to call someone auntie Uh, the theologian in residence for the Uniting Church in South Australia uh, Denise Champion is the sign of respect for when you meet Denise's she is auntie Denise now she might not be anybody's physical biological uh, auntie but she is the community auntie Uh, And that's a whole way of bringing up children that we have lost by atomising. We've got no traditions for the rituals of moving, or rituals from moving to childhood to adulthood. Wisdom understands that you take the tradition and you interpret it for the present to lead us into the future. I think, as a culture, we're desperate for those kinds of rituals. If we ever had them, they'd been long lost into, well into the distant past. The other thing wisdom does is it knows the moment that it's in. Wisdom doesn't live in the past, it takes the past into the present. It doesn't live in the past, it under, tries to understand the past in the present. This is what Simeon says, My eyes have seen your salvation, 
which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentile and for glory to your people Israel. This is the present moment. It's only that Simeon is in the heart of his culture. Yes, it's a temple, but it's the heart of his culture. He understands what's going on and he knows that this present moment means something. He knows what he's seeing. That's what wisdom is, isn't it? What is the moment that we, in which we live? John Wesley used to uh, go to his class meetings. He was a great leader in the Anglican uh, faith um, and it began the Methodist movement. He didn't mean to. It just began a revival that became Methodism. He would go to the little groups that he met with, what he called class meetings, and he would ask them two questions. What is the Spirit of God doing and how shall we meet the needs of this hour? What is the Spirit of God doing and how shall we meet the needs of this hour? They're both trying to understand the moment they're in. What is going on and how do we respond? Wisdom is doing that work. And Simeon is doing it. He's recognising it in this moment, as is Anna. Wisdom is always about the future. It recognises the tradition, but it takes it into the future. Simeon was looking forward to the consolation of Israel. He was looking forward. Anna was looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. She was looking forward, looking for the moment to come, out of the moment that is. It's a constant call on us. How do we understand that? What is our call to do? And in a few hours, it will be another year, which in one sense means nothing to us at all. It's just a chosen marker. But in, one, in another sense, it means everything. It means a whole way of thinking we could sort of mark it off. That was 2023. Soon it'll be 2024. How do we live into that new future with all its hopes and possibilities on all the terror and horribleness that we've dragged with us into the new year? Both as individuals and as a culture, how do we think about the future? How do we think about the future without wishing it was different? How do we think about the future hoping for difference? They're two different things. Because wisdom, the other thing about wisdom that I think we can gain from this is that it's about truth-telling. This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. Rising and falling, rising and falling. That's the experience of our lives, isn't it? We rise up in great hope and we fall in a great heap. Sometimes we do that three times in a day. We certainly do it throughout our lives. We rise up into the hope of our unity as the people of earth. And we fall in our own, into our own fecklessness and brokenness and despair. That's the nature of it. That's truth-telling. Nobody wants to hear the truth when it has to balance both how wonderful it is to be human and, and how shocking and terrible it is. We, we, we tend to want to avoid that. But truth-telling comes from wisdom, and wisdom tells the truth. Because it will be a light that reveals truth. And that's what Jesus' life will do will tell truth and reveal it everywhere. 
inner thoughts. I don't want you to know my inner thoughts. You don't want me to know yours. We keep those things. But light reveals them. The truth, wisdom is truth-telling. All of this is taking place in this little story. Two old people. And in our culture, being old is a negative. It's like as if we've done something wrong. Instead of being lucky and clever enough to live as long as we have. So to talk about two old people, in our culture it's to say, well, that's that then. Let's get on to the proper story of two young people, because that's the best story. But here is the story of wisdom that comes from the age, the age these people have and the life they've lived in the centre of their culture, living in courage and hopefulness, living in the moment they're in, not in the past, and seeing in that moment what could easily have been missed. There must have been lots of people bringing a child into the temple for this 40-day ritual. And in each one of them, wisdom seeks out the truth. And in this story, the truth is light coming into the world in the life of Jesus. But of course, it came into the world in the moment of creation. Light is always coming into the world. And it comes into the world at Christmas time. comes into the world tonight. If you happen to watch the fireworks anywhere around the world... And it comes into the world inside you and me in every moment. Wisdom is acknowledging that and recognising it. Let's hope that when we get to this point next year, at the end of 2024, we're all a year older Let us pray that we're a year wiser. Amen.